about to hear an anointed, powerful word that will change your life from Treasure Coast Victory Center. Be blessed as your faith goes from one level of glory to another level of glory. Explained to me that uh, the most important thing that you have really here on earth is to fulfill the purpose that God put you here for. Yes. And he told me that a lot of the church just seems to teach sin, 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 get better, do better, try harder, do better, get rid of the sin in your life, sin, 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 sin. He put it like this. He said, if you buy a wash machine or you have a wash machine and it has rust and it has dirt on the outside, but it washes your clothes, how I many know it's still all right? Or you can have one that's spotless on the outside, no dents, no rust at all, but it doesn't wash your clothes. Now, which one would you rather have? You'd rather have the one that actually completes its purpose. So he said, while the whole church is focused on cleaning up their act and getting sin out of their life, they're not even fulfilling the purpose that they were here. You'd be better off to fulfill the purpose that you're here. And then I thought back, most of the people that I see out there spreading Jesus and spreading his kingdom are people who just got saved yesterday. Can you say amen? amen? And notice, they haven't cleaned up anything yet. They're just excited about the kingdom and Jesus, and they're out there doing their purpose, and they're happy before we try to straighten them out. And then they lose their purpose. If we just find out our purpose, why we're here, what we're supposed to be doing, the Holy Ghost will clean up your act. Are you listening to me? He'll clean up your act on your way there. So our job is to find the purpose. We have a divine purpose, praise God. We have a purpose to do while we're here, no matter how many years we got left or how young we are. We have a purpose that needs to be done in this time. And the best thing you can do is not only find your purpose, but start walking in your purpose. Once you do that, I'll tell you what, it's joy, sweet joy, and peace, sweet peace, praise God, to do that. So that's why we're teaching on Wednesday nights. We're breaking it down. We're taking our time. We're explaining to people why they're here, what they're doing, blah, 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 blah. And if you're not here Wednesday nights, they are on mytcvc.com. You can get them on there, and you can listen to them over and over and over and over. You can take me wherever you go. Except the picnic today. I'll be going there myself. So it won't make any difference, praise God. All right, do you have a Bible this morning? Yeah. All right, open your Bibles, go to 2 Corinthians chapter 5. One of the most important things in the kingdom of God that there is is something called faith. Amen. Faith basically gives you access to everything the kingdom of God has already provided for you. Without any faith, you will not access stuff even though it belongs to you. It's yours, but you won't access it. So faith, which is simply believing what God has already given you and believing the word of God, opens the windows of heaven to you for whatever you need, whenever you need it, praise God. How many know you can access peace? Okay, nobody, praise God. That's why we're a church that doesn't have any peace. And Jesus. Yeah, you can access joy. How many of you know that? Yeah. You can access power. How many of you know that? Most churches don't even know you can access any power. They think God's got all the power. But praise God, he doesn't. You have the power on the inside of you. You can access the anointing of God that's on the inside of you, but you do it by believing you have it, not by trying to get it. So faith basically accesses. Now faith is, praise God. It belongs to us right now. So basically, we, we looked at last week when Adam and Eve sinned, basically what was told them that the day that they sinned, they should surely die. How many know they didn't die physically that day? So they died spiritually that day, didn't they? 
All right, spiritual death is nothing more than separation from God. Once you're separated from God, you're basically spiritual, spiritually dead. So basically at that time, they took over as soul people. They lived out of their soul, their mind, will, and emotions. Their spirit no longer had a voice in their life. So basically they were led by feelings. They were led by emotions. They were led by their soul, what their will was at that time. So Jesus came basically to restore to us when we were born again, our spirit coming alive again, praise God. Revived our spirit to a place to now our spirit is born again. The Holy Ghost now is already on the inside of us. And once again, we can live by our spirit rather than by our soul. 90% of the church lives by their soul yet. They're not making any progress in the things of God. God is not a soul. He's a spirit. So basically, we need to learn how to cooperate with our spirit, his spirit, and spiritual things here on the earth in order to be successful. All right, 2 Corinthians chapter 5. Look at verse 7. It says, for we walk by and not by. Now, here it tells you you've got two ways to live once you get born again, and you have to make this decision. You're either going to walk by faith or you're going to walk by the senses. Basically, the senses are what you see, what you feel, what you hear, what you smell, things that come to you from the outside in rather than the inside out. Basically, this is the only fight that you have as a kingdom citizen. You don't fight the devil because he's already defeated. You don't fight sin because it's already defeated. You don't fight sickness because you've already been healed. Basically, you've already been delivered. So our fight of faith is just to walk in faith with God's kingdom and his constitution so that God can continue to bless us in every single area of our life. When you're walking in faith, you connect to something on you called the anointing of God. Say, I have an anointing. Yes, you have an anointing on the inside of you. This releases God's power and his kingdom on the inside of you to fulfill whatever you're faithing for. Are you following me? So if you believe in divine health and you walk in divine health, basically the anointing's on the inside of you. The spirit of God is quickening your mortal body on a daily basis. So you walk in divine health in your life. The peace of God is flowing out of the inside of you. So you have the peace even in the midst of a storm. Not just when things are going good. You've got joy, unspeakable and full of glory, praise God. When everybody else is depressed and down and out, you're still in the joy of the Lord, praise God. Because your joy is not in circumstances, situations, or the natural. It is in the Lord. How many know the Lord never changes? How many thank God he doesn't change? So the only one changing happens to be us. So we want to live by the word of God, don't we? We want to live by the word of God, what it tells us, and that will hook us up to the things of God in our life. All right, go to Galatians chapter 3. All right, Galatians chapter 3, look at verse 11. It says, but that no man is justified by the law in the sight of God. How many of you know you didn't be justified or be righteous because of something you did? Right. You couldn't do enough, could you? No. How many of you tried? Yeah. How many of you failed? Yeah. All right. <laughs> but that no man is justified or righteous by the law in his sight, it is evident, for the just shall live by all right, so we're not trying out faith. You know, uh, we need a new car. I'm going to try out faith for a little bit. No, we walk in faith. We live in faith. This is what we do. This is our lifestyle. We walk in believing what God has said about us and what we can do and everything else. So basically, the just believe over the natural realm. In other words, you're going to have to believe things you cannot see 
in order to stay in faith. Now, if you want to live in the senses, you can just live by what you see, what you feel, what you hear, because that's a sense realm, and you'll judge everything according to that. Believers, basically, they believe in God, yet most believers haven't seen God. Believers believe in the indwelling of the Holy Ghost, even though they've never felt sometimes the feeling of the Holy Ghost. Are you following me? The other things you believe. How many of you know there's a heaven and a hell? How many of you been there? No, but you still believe it, don't you? So you're believing things you have not physically touched or saw or anything else because you have faith in those areas of your life. How many of you know you can hear the voice of God on the inside of you without hearing an audible voice out here? We hear it all the time. It's that still small voice on the inside of us. That's where God's coming from. We don't need a, my name is God, please do this. Now, God can do that. I even know he can, but that's not the way to do it. We operate by what's already on the inside of us. So sense knowledge, a lot of times as we grow in the things of God, starts to wane and our spirit starts to take over our soul. Oh, happy day. See, that's a happy day when your spirit starts to rise up above your soul and starts to believe the word of God rather than the things that are around you. Now, the problem with sense knowledge is it gives us something called mental assent to where we come to a place in our soul and in our mind that we think we're believing God, but we're not believing God. The only reason why we're believing God is because everything in the sense realm is lining up with God, so it's very easy to believe God. Are you following me? But as soon as something comes that's anti with your senses, all at once you backtrack and you go with your senses rather than going with the Word of God. Are you following me? So what is that? That's basically sense knowledge. In other words, I'm healed. Why are you healed today? I feel great. Got any pain? No, praise God. Stomachache? No, hallelujah, doing good. But I wake up the next morning and I get a stomachache. Guess what? I'm sick. Well, now you just backtracked. Why? Because your senses are ruling over the Word of God that's already told you by His stripes you were healed. Are you following me? So what happened? Your soul rose up and it came, came above it. And what you felt took over. And you'll say things, but then you can't back them up. Yeah. Remember Peter? With the other disciples, Jesus is there. Jesus says, I'm going to die. Peter says, I'll go with you and I'll even die with you. Three days later, I don't even know who that guy is. I've never seen that guy before in my life. I don't know what happened to him. I don't even know what his last name. I don't know where he's from. I don't know if he's got a dog or a cat or anything. I don't know anything. Why is that? Because he mentally assented. Yeah. To a place to where, boy, he looked big when he spoke. But when the circumstance came, when the situation came, he backtracked into the sense knowledge realm and basically bailed on what he was going to do. So sense knowledge people basically believe they're believing God until something happens. See, if something happens and you don't act on the word of God, you're not believing the word of God. So when something happens in my life, I need to act on the word because the word, how many of you know, is true. It's what God has spoken. He's not going to backtrack on the same thing. And how many know anybody can live by faith as long as everything's going real good? A mighty man of faith and power, that's me. What's going wrong in your life? Nothing. Give him a day. Now, once a car breaks down, come on, dog gets sick, cat's mad at you. And all once you lose all your peace, all your joy, everything, because you backtracked into the sense realm rather than staying in the word realm. Are you following me this morning? This is the way you walk. This is a lifestyle. This is where you stay. This is what you do. This is when the benefits of God start coming in your life and overtaking you. Because not only have you sought the kingdom of God, God's rule over your life, basically, and living in right alignment with that. But everything that you need in this natural earth will follow you and come after you and chase you down. You cannot get away from the blessings of God when you're walking in the kingdom of God. 
You can run as fast as your little legs will carry you, but they'll get to you anyway, praise God. And you won't know where they're coming from, how they're getting to you, and it doesn't matter because you don't care that they're even there anymore because your focus is not those, but the kingdom of God and doing what God wants you to do. There's two times when it's tough. It's tough when you don't have anything, and it's tough when you got everything. Because see, once you get everything, there's a shift in you to start going after more of everything than the God you went after that brought you the first anything. Are you following me? So our shifts have to stay the same. We've got to stay on our priority. What is our priority? It's the kingdom of God, praise God. So somebody basically, they, they get saved and then they mess up the next day and they go before God and they confess their sins and, and then they'll call me the next day and they'll say, I confess my sin, but I just don't feel, I just don't feel like he forgave me. And I said, well, he forgave you. It's in his word. He said he forgave you. I know, but I don't feel like he forgave me. So I said, what you're telling me that you'll feel like you're forgiven, then you'll believe you're forgiven. And they say, yeah. I said, well, just believe you're forgiven, and then you'll have to worry about that feeling anymore because the feeling will go. But the believing comes before the feeling. Are you following me? So here's somebody, I just can't. I'm just so guilty. I'm just whatever. Well, you've got to get over that. Here's another one. I've read the Bible. I believe in loving others. Love fulfills all. Love your neighbor as yourself. (laughs) Love never fails. And once there's a rumor, somebody talks behind their back, somebody spreads something in their life, and all along, love goes right out the window. See, it was good while everybody was loving you. But believe it or not, there's going to come a day in your life where somebody's not going to love you that much. This is going to hit some of you really hard. You probably haven't gotten there yet, but it's there. They're not going to like you no matter what you do. And many people who say they like you don't like you anyway, so get over it. See? Hallelujah. And why is that? It's because you, uh, you appreciate other people's opinions more than God's opinion. When I found in my life where I was from, and it wasn't New Washington, Ohio, it wasn't Germany, it wasn't France, I came from God. That's where I came from. I don't have to check out my background to see where I came from, because I came from God. And when I come from God, I don't care who doesn't like Jews or Ger- Germany or anything else. It doesn't matter because I came from God anyway. Are you following? Amen. Then I had to find out who I am, and God told me who I was. In his opinion, the only thing that made any difference to me. Right. So as long as God likes me and he's got a good opinion of me, I could care less what you think. Praise God. And that gives you, that gives you the opportunity to be yourself. See? I don't have to impress anybody on Sunday. And then go live like the devil on Monday, just so people like me. Amen. See, what you see is what you get, praise God. You see me behind the pulpit, that's who I am. You see me today at the picnic, that's who I am. You see me at my house, that's who I am, praise God. We're not covering anything, because the only opinion that matters to me is God's. So when you get that opinion, and you get that by faith, how many know God loves you? Cares for you. He thinks you're really super. He likes you the way you are. So who cares what anybody else See, people get hung up for years and years and years on things. Get over it, praise God. Hallelujah. Believe what the Word says. You're a brand new creation in Christ Jesus, and all things you have are of God. So what do we want to do? We want to get out of the sense knowledge realm. How many know we live here? Another thing I found out a long, long time ago is I'm not a natural person trying to live in the Spirit. That's what I was taught. You're a natural guy trying to live in the Spirit. No, you're a spiritual person trying to live in the natural. And there's a big difference between the two. As long as you're natural, you're fighting to get in the spirit that you already are, for God's sakes. No, you're a spirit being. I'm just trying to learn how to handle these crazy natural people around here. See, it changes flip-flops, don't it? 
changes your whole mentality. That's what we're here to do. We're here to change the way that you think. So I'm a spirit being. I was sent here by God. I know what God's called me to do. I know what God's having me do. I'm going to do that. And some people will like it. Some people won't. How many of you know that? Even if you're in the perfect will of God, not everybody's going to love. Not everybody's going to love you. And the ones that love you one week won't love you the next week. Why is that? Because they're not established in love. So they may say they love you one week, but then feel something that don't feel very loving the next week. And all at once they don't love you anymore because of the feeling they've got or what they saw or what happened. See, why is that? They're living in the sense realm. See, every time you go back in the sense realm, you're going to lose your peace. You're going to lose your joy. Going to get upset, going to get irritated. Why? Because you're back in the sense realm. You're believing what somebody said, somebody did, something else. But we don't want to live there. We want to live there by faith, praise God. Hallelujah. We want to walk in faith in our lives. All right, go to Matthew chapter 14. As you read this Bible and you take time to do it, just read this Bible as pertaining to the kingdom of God. Every parable you read pertain to a kingdom, to a kingdom government. Every story you read pertain to a kingdom government, and it will help you in your understanding of who God is and who the kingdom is. Here's Matthew chapter 14. Look at verse 26. And when the disciples saw Jesus walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying, It is a spirit, and they cried out for fear. But straightway Jesus spake unto them, saying, Be of good cheer, it is I, be not afraid. Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it is you, bid me to come onto the water. And Jesus said, Come. That's why you don't have to give a long answer to a lot of people. Help me with my problem. You go into 14 pages, just say, Straighten up. All right, verse 29. And he said, Come. And when Peter was come down out of the ship, he walked into the water to go to Jesus. But when he saw the wind boisterous, he was, and beginning to sink, he cried out, saying, O Lord, save me. And immediately Jesus stretched forth his hand, caught him, and said unto him, O thou of little faith, wherefore did you doubt? All right, this is, a, this is a type almost in shadow of us. We get born again, and when we get born again in the spirit realm, we're still in the sense knowledge boat. Just cruising along, we're happy, we're saved. And all at once the Holy Ghost and Jesus come by and they say, you're anointed. And of course you say, no, I'm not. Yes, you are. Not only the pastor's anointed. No, I said you're anointed. And you start thinking, hmm, God, maybe I am anointed. So you take a step out of the boat. And then you ask somebody else if you're anointed. And when they get tell, done telling you how unanointed you are, you start to sink. And you get back in the boat. Are you following me? Jesus says, by my stripes you're healed. Oh, no, yeah, by the stripes you're healed. Or bless God, I'm healed. And then all at once, next morning, pain. Back in the boat we go. Back in the boat we go. Hi, oh, the Dario. It's a sense knowledge boat we go. And then you get mad at the person that taught you. See, because once you're healed, you're healed. But why would you need faith if there's no attack? Right? Well, we wouldn't even need faith if there was never anything that came against us, basically. So what do we do? We keep getting in the boat, out of the boat, in the boat, out of the boat. Someday you're going to have to take a second step. 
on the water, and you're going to have to say, I don't care what I feel like this morning because I don't live by feelings and emotions. I live by the Word of God, and the Word of God says I'm healed from the top of my head to the soles of my feet. Praise God. And the next step you take, you feel worse. And the waves are getting bigger. And the wind's howling. And what are you going to do? You're going to take another step. Why? Because you're going to stay on the Word of God. You're going to live by faith. You're not going to have faith only when things are good. You're going to have faith at all the time, praise God. So these things happen in our life. How many things search, How many have ever been in some circumstances and situations in your life? Yeah, they come. What are they there to do? The question isn't that you're going to be circumstance and situation free. It's what are you going to do when you get in the circumstances and the situations? Are you going to stay in faith during the old thing? Are you going to thank God even though your body doesn't feel very good? Are you going to praise God even though you don't feel you got an ounce of peace? Are you going to continue to glorify God and praise Him in all things like the Bible says? Or are you going to get back in the sense knowledge boat and drift along, drift along, and get mad at God because other people are living better than you? And God just loves them more than you. And you don't know what's the matter. No, that's not it. See, it's faith. And we want to stay in faith and walk by faith. So we're all born of the sense knowledge boat. How many people know that it didn't uh, change your soul when you got born again? Whatever you were taught to think stupid up to that point, you still were thinking stupid up that point. It's like a computer. Needs reprogrammed. Needs to go to a computer Holy Ghost specialist. And he will change your hard drive, thank God, finally. And, and get the viruses out of there that are in there. And as you do that, you'll start lining up with God more and more. As you walk by faith and in agreement with God more, it allows the anointing on the inside of you not only affect your life, but other people basically who need their life affected. Hallelujah. Glory to God. All right, go to Acts chapter 12. In case you haven't noticed, I mean, I don't watch the news, but I got pretty good discernment that the world's in a mess. I don't need the 6 o'clock, 11 o'clock news to tell me that. I just know it is. And, and some people think the whole thing's going to turn around by tomorrow. And let me tell you what, it's not. You know, I told you four months ago that the virus was going to come back around. That's why we started teaching healing. Guess what's coming back around now? Yeah, it's coming, see? It's coming back. That's why we don't need to complain about it. We need to get prepared for what's coming ahead of time. So when it comes, we're ready to go, praise God. So if we learn to walk by faith, it doesn't matter what happens in this country or any other country, we're still going to be on top. We're still going to walk. The eyes of the Lord are on the righteous, and he hears their cry, praise God. The steps of the righteous are ordered to the Lord. I'm going to stay in right alignment with God. I'm not going to get in sense knowledge that God's not into and disconnect from him because I need God. How many of you need God? Yeah, we do, don't we? All right, Acts chapter 12. All right, look at verse 24. It says, But the word of God grew, and it multiplied. And Barnabas and Saul returned from Jerusalem when they had fulfilled their ministry and took with them John, whose surname was Mark. Now this happened at a time when revival hit Ephesus. Uh, the power of God was everywhere. They were burning their old demonic books by themselves. Spiritual miracles were taking place. Demons were manifesting all over the place. And all at once here it says basically, the word of God grew and it multiplied. Why was the revival taking place? Because the word of God grew and it multiplied. Now what did it grow? It grew over their souls into a place to where the Spirit of God and the Word of God were bigger than that. And what did it cause? Revival. People started getting saved. People started getting healed. People started getting delivered. It was revival that took place, not because God sent it from heaven. 
Not because God finally decided to have revival, but because people were hearing the word of God and it rose them above the place they were at and they were going around and people were getting saved, healed, and delivered by the power of God that was in their life. That means you don't have to wait another 20 years on revival. You just got to let the word of God be exalted above your soul, your mind, will, emotions, and feelings to a place where you walk in God every day and you've got revival every single day of your life. It's not a time period. It's a lifestyle, praise God, revival is. When's the last time you walked up to somebody and told them about the Lord? When's the last time you talked to somebody and told them about the kingdom? When's the last time you got somebody born again? When's the last time? Well, I did that back in 1926. I can remember I got Aunt Lucy saved. Boy, she was a troublemaker. She was, she was, she was. Well, what have you done in the last 70 years? You see, we're walking in this stuff. We're living in this stuff. Let me tell you, if it's good news to you, it'll be good news to someone else. If it's just a word to you, it'll just be word to someone else. I mean, if you hit the lottery tomorrow for $5 million, I guarantee you'll tell everybody you know. I hit the lottery, I hit the lottery. Yet we're saved, healed, full of the Holy Ghost, baptized in the Spirit, full of God, and we don't want to tell anybody that. We'll just use a bumper sticker. Bumper sticker, that's what does it. Wear a cross around my neck, that'll get them. No, and I'm, I'm not knocking that stuff. You can do that stuff, but I'm telling you, you've got a responsibility, and I've got a responsibility to get into people's lives and get them in the kingdom of God because they're looking for what they lost in the beginning, and what they lost in the beginning was the kingdom of God, and Jesus has restored it all to mankind. It's our inheritance. It belongs to each and every one of us, praise God. It should be good enough news where we actually share it with somebody every now and then. Say, praise God. You ain't doing so well. Let me tell you what to do. Praise God. Go through the door of Jesus into the kingdom. Man, things are wonderful in there. Glory to God. Come on in. Now say, hi. And you pray for them. The power of God will hit them, change their life. And then they'll probably go out and save 20 more people than you saved in the last 10 years. See, that's the way it operates. When you first get saved. Can you remember back when you first got saved? Oh, my gosh. December 21st, 1985. 8 o'clock in the evening. Walked up to a guy after trying to confess... 15 years of sins. Thank God he stopped me. I'd still be there. <laughs> and he just said, whoa, 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 whoa. They're all covered. He said, I just want you to know one thing. Amen. Jesus loves you. And that's all he said. Three words. And the power of God hit me. I'm telling you what. Went from my head to my feet. Just burned everything out of me. I left there and thought I had won the world. Praise God. I had a new walk. I had a new step. I thought, my God, that sky is blue. Look at that. Like, the grass is green. This is really something here. Because I was so fogged up before then. I didn't know what was going on. So what happened? What, that first initial thing. And how many know he tells us not to lose that first What did Jesus do for you? Well, I was an alcoholic and a drug addict. He delivered me. What do you think of him now? Hey, he's all right. You know, you know. No, no. You've got to remember. You've got to go back to that first love. I go back to that confessional every now and then just see what happened, what God did for me, what took place that night, and how frantic I was at the time when the power of God touched me and hit me. And praise God, that wants you to get out and tell somebody else. Listen, it's good news. Yes. The kingdom of God is good news, praise God, and we've got to start sharing that good news. But notice, as we stay in the word, as we hear the word, as our faith rises on the inside of it, it's already there, but we've got to feed it. How many know, instead of said, faith comes by hearing the word, somebody said, faith comes... Faith is awakened by the word of God. It, it, we've got faith, but sometimes, how many of you know you've got to wake it up? Because your soul has gotten so much control over you that you don't feel anything spiritual, can't do anything spiritual, because of that comes on you from your mind and what's going on there. All right, praise God. There's a fight. It's called the fight of faith. The biggest fight you'll ever fight is a fight against sense knowledge.
and living in the Word of God. Heaven is a reality today. Foolish, sensible minds will tell you it's not. Foolish, sensible minds will tell you that evolution is why you're here. Came from a monkey. Praise God. <laughs> Hallelujah. See? Why? Because they can't believe anything beyond the natural realm. And that's not even natural because they got no proof of that, praise God. So I don't know why they do that. Hallelujah. So what is our weapon against sense knowledge? The Word of God. That's all we've got is the Word of God. We've got to believe it. How many know if you were Abraham and he came to you when you were 100 and told you you were going to have a kid and your wife was 90 and barren? You doubt that. You certainly wouldn't tell everybody, would you? Guess what? I'm 100, going to have a baby. He'd have ended up in a funny farm someplace, praise God. But notice he had to come to a point, I mean, no, it took a while, to where he considered not his body, considered not his wife, but he considered the word of God only. And when he did, guess what she had? And notice this, he even tried to help God. Anybody ever do that? Uh-huh. Oh, yeah, we'll help you. I know you made that promise, Jesus, but you just need a little help, a little push. I'll take care of you. I got it, Jesus. Stand back. Don't get in and screw this up. I've got it. Don't worry about it. And how many know we make a mistake, don't we? And then we're repenting and going back to Jesus and telling him, go ahead. You probably were going to do it right the first time. Praise God. All right, go to John chapter 4. All right, John chapter 4, look at verse, uh, let's go to verse 46. So Jesus came again into Cana of Galilee where he had made the water wine, and there was a certain nobleman whose son was sick at Capernaum. When he heard that Jesus was come out of Judea into Galilee, he went unto him and besought him that he would come down and heal his son, and he was at the point of death. Then said Jesus unto him, very important, circles around, highlight, color, red, orange, purple, blue. Then said Jesus unto him, except you see signs and wonders, you will not. That's where the church is right now. Unless we see, we will not believe. But if we come to a point where we believe, we will start to see. These signs shall precede them that believe. Mark 16, is that right? No. No, 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 no. Some of you need to look at that scripture. My God. These signs shall follow them that. They don't precede so you believe. They happen because you believe. Are you following? You don't see that happen, then believe it. No, you believe that, and it happens in your life. But we got to get the believing before the scene, or you're going to walk in the natural realm your whole life without any help of the anointing or God in your life, and nothing's going to go right, and then we want to sit back and blame God for it. You can't do that, see? Once you believe it, you will see it. So here Jesus says, you've got a problem, man. Except you see signs and wonders, you will not what? Believe. believe. So you go up to people and say, hey, are you anointed? Well, I'm trying to be. You are. How long have you been trying? 32 years now, but I'm getting close. Huh? I'm doing it. Uh, well, how come you don't believe you have the power? Well, I've never seen the power operate in my life. Now, why hasn't the power ever operated in their life? Because they don't believe they Therefore, it's not going to manifest. So they're waiting for it to manifest before they So they live their whole life without the power, waiting for God to do something or them to do something. No, you believe it first. Do you understand? The believing's what does it. You've got to believe what God says. Sense knowledge doesn't make God a liar. See, it doesn't make God a liar. The Word of God's true. The Word of God says you're anointed, so I am. 
Do you feel anointed? Doesn't matter. I am. Well, what do you think about it? I don't care what you think about it. I am. It says the anointing which I have of him resides on the inside of me. It's in there. By his stripes, I am healed. You don't look healed. I don't care what I look like. Praise God. I'm healed. Well, how come you're healed? Because he said I'm healed. Do you feel healed? Doesn't matter. See? Everybody tries to pull you back into sense knowledge because that's where they're living. You run into somebody who's spiritual, and they'll say, how you doing? Oh, uh, I'm healed from the top of my head to the soles of my feet. They'll say, that's right, brother, you are, bless God. Healed from the top of your head to the soles of your feet. Healed because 2,000 years ago, Jesus paid for it. You don't want somebody in the sense world. Well, you don't look very good. I saw somebody that looked just like you a couple weeks ago. You know what happened to them? They died. Now you're looking, oh, my God. I just thought I had a headache. And then if you really want to get messed up, how many really want to get messed up? Go on the internet and Google it. The only thing healed on you will be your big toe by the time you get off of that. Yeah, because they'll tell you what's wrong with you. Boy, they'll list the things that could possibly be and where's it at and all this kind of stuff. Whose report, you know, whose report are you going to believe? We shall believe the report of the Lord. His report says I am healed. His report says I am filled. His report says I am free. His report says victory until resistance comes. How many know that's not in that song? (laughs) But we're good at singing the front part of it and then living out the back part of it, aren't we? Yeah. Well, we can't do that. We've got to stay right there. We've got to stay where we're at. That's where we are. We don't have to see to believe. We believe, praise God, then we see. When you believe and have, you have the anointing, it'll start working. It'll start working when you don't even expect it to work. You'll pray for somebody who's cold, down and out and everything else and don't even want to lay hands on them, and the power of God will hit them. You'll say, geez, I wouldn't even believe in that. That was a doubt and unbelief healing I just did right there, praise God. Yeah, because you believed you had the anointing on the inside of you, and it wants to flow out. It's there to help people. It's there to set people free, praise God. All right, go to John's Gospel, chapter 20. Glory to God. This is one of my favorites. John, chapter 20, look at verse 19, I think. Yes. Then the same day at evening, being the first day of the week, when the doors were shut, where the disciples were assembled for fear of the Jews, came Jesus. He stood in the midst of them and said, Peace be unto you. Now, why do you think he said peace? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Verse 20. And when he had so said, he showed them his hands and his side. Then were the disciples glad when they saw the Lord. Then said Jesus to them again, Peace be unto you, as my Father has sent me, even so I send you. Now, what did the Father send Jesus to do? Preach the kingdom of God. As the Father has sent me, so I send to do what? Thank you. Verse 22. And when he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive ye the Holy Ghost. Whosoever sins you remit, they are remitted unto them. And whosoever sins you retain, they are retained. But Thomas, one of the twelve called Didymus, was not there when Jesus came. The other disciples therefore said unto him, We have seen the Lord. But he said unto them, Except, except I shall See in his hands the print of the nails, put my finger into the print of his nails, and thrust my hand into his side. I will not believe. 
Hallelujah. Now notice, your will's in your soul, isn't it? So he made a soulish decision and a soulish intent not to believe what they told him. He made that as a decision. You know, he could have said, well, I didn't see him, but I will believe. But he didn't. He said, I will not do it. He made up his mind himself. I will not do it. When will you believe it? Unless I see the nail hands and see the side and see all this. Then I will believe, but until then I will end. So notice, he was in total sense knowledge, wasn't he? He wasn't going to believe anything until he saw it. All right, verse 27. Then said Jesus unto Thomas, Go ahead, reach hither thy finger, and behold my hands, and reach hither thy hand, and thrust it into my side, and be not, be not, be not, but believing. So notice, what is sense knowledge? Faithless. If you've got to believe that first, you're being faithless, even though you think you have faith up until the time the attack comes, and then you backtrack on the thing. So here's Thomas. I can imagine, you know, I've meditated on the scripture quite a bit. How would you like to bend Thomas? I don't believe the Lord's alive. I don't care what you tell me. I don't care how many of you are here. I don't care what you told me. I don't care what you explained to me. Don't make any difference. And all at once, Jesus goes, puff. <laughs> and then he heard what you said. You're hoping he wasn't paying attention. He says, go ahead, reach fingers in here. Reach fingers in there. Fingers in there. And he says, stop being faithless. Now, how many know that probably wasn't a good day for him? But then again, notice, we can't exalt the other disciples because they weren't living by faith either. The only reason why they with Jesus was raised from the dead is because they, they saw him. Did Jesus ever tell them he was going to raise, be raised from the dead? Yeah. Yeah, three or four times. I'll be raised from the dead. I'll be raised from the dead. But they didn't believe it until they saw him raised from the dead. Then they tried to sell, tell somebody else, and he wouldn't believe till he raised from the dead. What were they? They were all sense-knowledge people, sense-knowledge believers. And that's what the church is dealing with this day. Basically, it, look at it again. Reach hither thy finger, behold thy hands, and reach thy other side, and be not faithless, but believing. Now look at verse 29. And Jesus said unto him, Thomas, because thou hast seen me, thou hast believed. Blessed are empowered to prosper in every area of their life are they that have not seen, yet they have done what? Believe. So notice, your empowerment and your prosperity comes from the kingdom of God by you believing, and then you will see, not by seeing and then believing. So we've got to come to a place where we exalt our spirit man and the word of God above our soul, our feelings and our emotions. Our feelings and emotions and stuff good? Yeah. If there's a truck coming down the road, it's good to be able to see it and get out of the way. If the burner's hot, it's good when you lay your hand on it not to just not feel anything until it burns down to the... Yes, God gave us sight and all those things for a purpose, but when they exalt themselves above the Word of God and what God says, then you've got to go with the Word of God. Are you following? And that's what we want to do. We want to believe. And once again, it goes back to our identity. Faith for us is basically agreeing with the heavenly identity we got than manifesting that identity. That's what faith is for. It's not for your new car, your new boat, or any of those things. Trust me, if you take on the divine nature of God, you will have anything that you need in the ministry that God has given you. People say, well, I saw that minister. He's got $20 million. He's gone all over the world, and I believe in God for $20 million. If your ministry only takes $2 million, then God will give you $2 million. Because if he gives you $20 million, you'll definitely screw up. Right. You see? So it depends. Everybody's different. Everybody's got a different track to follow. Everybody's got a different thing to do. It. But in order to advance in your purpose and your call, you're going to have to learn to walk by faith and not by sight, not by feeling. Praise God. And we can do that because we're faith people. How many of you have the faith of God this morning? Yes. You do, don't you? We received it. He says, have the faith of God. I said, I'll take that. 
praise God. It's mine. Now, I expect it to operate in my life. I have the faith of God. I am healed. Every day I get up, I go through the same thing. Thank God I'm healed again today from the top of my head to the soles of my feet. Not because I feel good or bad, because 2,000 years ago, Jesus already paid for it. I thank you today I have the faith of God, praise God, so I can believe you for anything at any time. I thank you that I have the anointing, which is God himself, and if I lay hands on somebody, they can't help but get healed today. If somebody has a devil, they're going to have to leave. Even if I walk by somebody with a devil, the devil's probably going to have to go just because I can close to them, praise God. What am I doing? I'm renewing in the morning my beliefs and what I'm going on. So if I run into something that day, it like comes back to me. Did you notice that? Anything you do in the morning, that first song that comes on the radio, you'll be singing that thing at 9 o'clock at night, even if it's a dumb song. Did you ever notice that first thing you hear? Hey, baby, hey, baby, hey, baby. You're walking around mowing the lawn, all at once here. Hey, baby, hey, baby, hey, baby. And then you go and eat supper and it's hey, baby, hey, baby, hey, baby. Because the first thing you put in your computer in that morning seems to stay there. And even if it's a Jesus song, you're singing that song all day long, praise God. So it's important what you put in. Oh, no, it's Monday. Another bad day. Work's going to stink. This is just rotten. You're looking forward to trouble before this day's over with, see? So we want to put that stuff in there. That's a good time to renew your thought life at that and before you go to bed. Amen. How many of you know you got better dreams if you're going to bed believing you're anointed and rather than that somebody just got killed on FBI or something on TV and, and you're going to wake up in the middle of the night and hide under the covers because somebody's coming after you? No, all that stuff goes in this computer. This is it right here. And there's entrances right here that come in your computer. And there's entrances that come in right here into your computer. And there's entrances from other people that come out of here that did. Well, all those things going into your computer, so you've got to control your own computer of what you're thinking and what you're doing so that faith rises above it through the Word of God. Hallelujah. Can you say amen? amen? Father, I thank you for your word this morning. I thank you for the picnic today, Father. We just bless the food right now that's there. Probably not even being cooked yet, Father, but we thank you for the, for the money for that. We thank you for the perfect cooking. We bless those who are there right now working in the heat to light the grill and do everything. Father, I just thank you for a day of fellowship with one another that our love and our fellowship would grow with each other even more and more as we just spend the day thanking you, praising you, and, and worshiping you for being such a wonderful God in our lives. We thank you for it today in Jesus' name. And everybody said, All right. We'll see you at the picnic. Praise God. Shall we?